I have something to apologize for as well. Perhaps you recall earlier when it seemed as though we drove through a skunk patch. Yeah, you're getting hot. Yeah, you're yeah, you're getting hot. hot. Get stoned. Oh. Okay, I remember thinking I really pulled that one off. You thought that because you were high. Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 6, Episode 10, Basic RV Repair and Palmistry. And if you're worried about me palming one of these Poddex cards, I'm not going to do that even though it I could very well save us from a bad conversation in Outsourcing Mike's Bids. Because there are some bad ones in here, <laughs> but it is I've been I've been messing up with them during the sh- during the intro to the show, so it's time to get that good good shuffle. And again, I have no idea if these come across anymore. It's we've got you know a smaller amount of cards left, and we'll just cut it one time, and we'll see. Ben, yes. Now, this has a tie-in, and I'm very excited to see where you take it. Okay. Or it, or it could be a third question on another podcast. My good friend Ben, would you rather have to grow, hunt, and kill your own food, or eat only Taco Bell for a year? Would you rather have to grow, hunt, and kill your own food, or eat only Taco Bell for a year? Taco Bell for a year. Come on. Yeah, I had a feeling that answer was going to be pretty quick. <laughs> um, I mean, if you want a little bit more discussion, I guess, which is the point of these cards, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. Um, the whole point of these cards is literally to have a conversation on a podcast. And then this one is like, done. So uh, if I was left to my own devices, uh, having to hunt, kill, gather, forage, scavenge, uh, anything like that, um, I will be dead in a week. Um, sure. That is just uh, that's just the the nature of it. Uh, my wife has started doing a lot of gardening, um, and she's growing okay. a bunch of stuff that'll grow food, and she's like getting really uh, involved in it, and. Um, Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, life skill to have for if, you know, society collapses and we're all, you know, on our own and there's no electricity or <clears throat> or Internet or anything like that. Sure. Uh, I'm going to devote all of my time to uh, redoing our entire network and right. doing, doing things that are very much electricity and Internet. Uh huh. Hey, my my uh, I I took a week off of work and I basically didn't do anything, but I did install PF Sense on a new router. Uh, So I have a a cool like firewall that I set up. So that will not serve me any any good when the when the grid collapses. So what you're saying is the survival instinct is more about your network than your own self. Uh, what I'm saying is I've devoted all of my life to pointless endeavors that will not serve me when society collapses. Mm. Now, with that said, when society collapses, there will also not be Taco Bell. That's not really what the question is about. <laughs> that is true. But 
but that is I am so bad at all of that that yeah if I'm if I was left to my own devices I would I would die Taco Bell there's enough stuff on the menu they're always changing the menu I'm not they, gonna get sick of oh, it oh man they're always changing um, that menu sometimes for the worse sometimes for the better but like they just brought the nacho fries back they've got a, a chili verde nacho fries burrito which f- fucking rips like I will really have to try good. that excellent um so like yeah I'll I'll do I'll do Taco Bell for a year. Like my guts will probably uh there will be a learning curve for them, I think. Um but uh wonderful way to describe it. Um Yeah. Uh Mike, what about you? So I, I do like uh the idea that either of us would grow hunt or or kill food. Um the idea at all. Um, I will say that I'm assuming uh, because there's an there's a lot of assumptions here. If if mm-hmm. I was in a urban setting, having to grow, hunt, and kill my own food, it would be a little difficult. Um, I don't have all that much room to grow, and it's very unlikely that I, there is much to hunt and kill other than maybe squirrels and other people's pets. So I'm not going to do that. Um, if I'm out in the wilderness, if I'm dropped out, bear grill style. Um, mm-hmm. out in the wilderness um as I they often do to podcasters mm-hmm. as they often do to podcasters uh which i like you, to call you heard from op- mark Marin lately no he's out <laughs> no, in, the he's in the wilderness <laughs> they dropped him off in the yeah. wilderness yeah i i love i loved your description of like a testament to life's uh meaninglessness and this is the audio version um so yeah, I I feel like I would have a rough time growing and hunting and killing my own food. Um, that being said, in an urban environment, after the grid collapses, there is some scavenging that can be done, which I feel like I can I could get into. Um, but okay, that's okay. that's only in the post apocalypse. I'm not gonna like go run. I mean, I'm pretty close to some good restaurants that I can go get some bread and stuff like that. Um, however, Taco Bell means that I'm just eating, going to Taco Bell and eating only Taco Bell, which is something that has not, uh, been that far from what I've done in the past. Um, uh-huh. I, I was, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I was a bit of a, uh, <laughs> of an idiot in college. Uh, hmm, a lot of an idiot. Let's be honest. Um, okay, and I ate, okay. uh, not great food, uh, because I could, cause I was outside of my house. Um, and and realizing that I had to cook for myself, it was easier to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> um, so I think I could probably eat Taco Bell for a year. And like you said, they're r- rotating the menu and they have, you know, vegetables on it now, which I don't believe they had when I was uh, when I was a kid. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will uh, contact Taco Bell headquarters every day to get the Cool Ranch uh Doritos Locos Taco back because that was a revelation and then they got rid of it and they have not brought it back and it's very mm-hmm, sad. Mm-hmm. I believe they even put out put out like a poll and people didn't vote for it and I'm very upset because I was voting for it every day because it's very good. It's very good. I do not understand. Oh, I like the the the, the, the it doesn't matter what uh, the other one is. I don't care. It's not very good. It's not <laughs> as good. Cool Ranch is the Dorito of choice to me. Okay. okay, I got. Uh, I got it. I, I do. See, I do like I, I how did. you've previously uh, requested to be on exactly <laughs> one half of Ring My Bell, so you yes. can rant about the Doritos Locos Taco. 
and how you they just don't have the cool ranch one anymore. That, you can just so, c- go ahead and cut that little rant into an episode where somebody else is going to talk about the other part. So congratulations, Mike. The Poddex card just backdoored you right into a Ring My Bell segment on I would this prefer, podcast. I will ask you not to use backdoored on a discussion of Ring My Bell, but I, uh, I, I understand so, where you're coming from. So congratulations. Uh, you just... You you hacked the algorithm. You uh, you managed to mm-hmm. you managed to sneak right through and get your Doritos Locos Taco rant into a podcast. They're so good, and they took them away, and they keep teasing me with it. I'm being edged here <laughs> with Doritos Locos Tacos. I mean, that's the thing that falling in love with any uh, specific Taco Bell. Um, yeah, item is is yeah, a fool's errand. If it's and I I literally said this on my last episode of Ring My Bell, <laughs> but like if it's not if it's not one of the staples, if it's not a cheesy gordita crunch, if yeah. it's not a uh, 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 crunch wrap supreme, um, and if it's not just like burrito, uh, <laughs> sure. they're like you're you're in danger of it going i mean the the quesarito is not even on the menu anymore unless you order it in the app because it takes too long to make so like the quesarito mike they i they, know like that's one i i would have never thought to see topple and yet it is i just i get so upset about the doritos locos tacos because they have the technology it's a different powder <laughs> that's all it is it's a different powder and i get you have to get the shells and it probably wasn't you know people weren't gonna buy them instead of the other the nacho cheese and i get that but also there it's it's the same thing you put a different powder on it i don't i understand see like uh economies of scale but at the same time it's a good powder I would buy that powder. I'm pretty sure I could buy that powder. It's a very good powder. Uh, I'm just thinking of like, uh, it's a good powder. It's about economies of scale. I'm like, now we're talking about Scarface. Cool. So anyways, let's talk about Community Season 6, Episode 10, Basic RV Repair and Palmistry. Uh, Now that we're done with the accidental Ring My Bell segment. (laughs) um, This is the episode that you mentioned when i asked you what you remembered about season six uh the episode with the giant hand on an rv yeah i I have my first note it's it's the giant hand episode (laughs) um yes it's it's an arresting image Mm -hmm. when you got um, a giant hand i do feel like even though and we'll we'll get into it when we could talk about grades but like i don't feel like it's the strongest episode in season six by a long shot But like it is somehow the most enduring image of season six because like they have other episodes where they're doing things that they've done before. Um, Right. But like this is the episode where they're driving a giant fiberglass hand through the Rocky Mountains on an RV. Mm -hmm. And um, no other episode does that. That's for sure. That that is for sure. It is very unique in the canon. Um. Yeah, I, I, it's it. You're right. It is just like it, 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 it. That image just sticks, and I feel like mm-hmm. it's almost like the image for season or season six. Right. They're driving this RV down the road, uh, down through the mountains, uh, uh with a, it's an RV <laughs> with a giant hand on it. I mean, what? How many times do we have to explain to you what it is? It's an RV with a giant hand on it. 
the the dean bought a giant hand because of course the dean bought a giant hand he bought a giant hand so that it could hold up a plaque uh that said give your brain a hand right which is uh, not the worst <laughs> Right. Uh, he does mention at some point it was like I want I was in the moment and then Frankie's like whatever moment that was I want to stay out of that forever which reasonable points from both sides I think. Mhm. Um yeah, so it's uh it's a giant hand uh and they found someone to buy it on Frankie found someone to buy it on yes. eBay. Uh, which gets into the maybe weirdest tag community has ever had. Um, but it's, uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, they they uh, Frankie found a buyer for this hand, and uh, they are the the all uh the the whole group uh minus Chang is um driving it across the Rocky Mountains to uh, deliver it I- to the guy that they found on eBay. Don't worry, we'll get back to Chang. He does, we do know what he's going on in this situation. Um, but yes, uh, uh, Abed is very much uh, trying to do flashbacks to when they decided to do this that mm-hmm. are basically every time uh, rebuffed by past Jeff. It's right. Um, to the point where at some point it kind of feels like he's trying to do quick saves um you know like like oh i have to i'm about to meet the boss Mm -hmm. i better quick save here and then if i have or i'm making a big choice in a in a fallout games like oh i better make this make the right choice or else i can just go back to my quick save but abed realizes that it like if much further on because this is kind of it's very kind of weird to try to describe this moment by moment the whole episode is very weird and nebulous so i i say let's just (laughs) I'm not going to worry about going plot point by plot point on this one. Yeah. So he basically realizes that going back in time to make changes to it is not a thing you can just do because of your brain. Mm-hmm. Now, um, maybe he's doing quick saves because it's a speed running technique. Ooh. Uh, there's a lot of games that have weird save glitches like that. Uh, Portal sure. is a noted one. Um if you uh, watch Portal speedruns, they uh, they really abuse the uh, uh, s- uh, save glitch that can like kind of force you out of, le- of a level. So Abed could be speedrunning, moving a giant hand across the Rocky Mountains. So which does feel like a thing Abed would try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet Abed would be really into speedrunning if if he found the right game to speedrun. I don't yes. think he's going to be interested in speedrunning like as a whole, but like you get him the okay, right game, fair enough. he's going to speedrun that. You mean doing it, not just like watching awesome games done quick? Oh yeah, because well, we all love awesome games done quick. Yeah, it feels G- like he GDQ would... fucking rips. So yeah, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. But like you're ta- you're talking less about watching and more about like getting into like uh, he he gets into uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time speedrunning and just right. that's his life now. Um, I could see that. Two two notes. Um, I did watch uh, at SGDQ. Uh, they did have a, um, a blindfolded run of Breath of the Wild. That's wild. Uh huh. He beat it in like an hour and forty eight minutes, something like that. Blindfolded. Wow. Um, wow. Right. That's, huh. So go what watch. What am I that. doing with my life? <laughs> this podcast. Uh, the <laughs> oh, other. No. 
the other thing is I, I just realized so loud that I spiked. <laughs> the other thing that I realized is that uh, I apparently just say things fucking rip now because so far just in this episode, I've said that the Taco Bell uh, uh, chili verde nacho sure, fries yeah. burrito fucking rips. And I've sure. said that uh, this speed run of Breath of the Wild blindfolded fucking rips. So that's my thing now. Apparently, that's my thing. <laughs> I'm just gonna describe things. They they rip or they fucking rip. There are the two levels, and that's yeah, that's how you know. And if something doesn't rip, that's a third level, and that's bad. Right. Those are the three levels. Really poor choice of words, Ben. <laughs> oh, the soundboard is gonna be wonderful and hor- horrible. It's gonna be great. Uh. So yeah, they the, Abed does. Uh, the the whole Abed plot in this episode is that he keeps, like you said, he keeps trying to force this like flashback where like yeah. beca- because and admittedly at the very beginning of the episode they are driving through the mountains with this right giant hand on the RV and he he calls it because he's like three weeks earlier mm-hmm. and then just like what are you talking about it's like. You know, it's like uh, in a movie where it starts out and you're like, how did these people get into this situation? And then there's a flashback where it says three weeks earlier. And I'm like, yeah, I was kind of expecting that, Abed. You're not wrong. It feels very much like how did they get into this situation? Yeah, yeah, the director is is part of the show in that moment is like, no, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. That's not what real life is like. And then like. Like 15 seconds later would do it, but then it's like three minutes. So it's like, oh, right. I had forgotten. Right. So like, so they, it keeps cutting back to three weeks, uh, three weeks earlier. And every time it's a little bit different. Abed keeps recommending things that'll be handy in the future. He keeps, uh, he keeps specifically calling out that he he wants to make uh, make a motion to memorize this moment for a flashback later, which no one is into. At one point, he even like in, uh, encounters a clone of himself in that moment. And that was when I thought <laughs> we were going a little bit too wild on this one. <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't eventually um, go. F- he, he flashes back to tell himself in the past not to flash back. Uh, which is a little bit weird. Um, there, there's a good level of meta, and then there's just that. <laughs> it gets a little weird. Um, meanwhile, back in the present time, um, which is completely unaffected by any of this Abed stuff, by the way, right? Nothing is changing because nothing is be. changing, and um, the the RV uh, runs out of batteries, uh, r- runs out of gas. Uh, mm-hmm. Excuse me. The RV runs out of gas and they have to pull over to the side of the road because uh, everyone tries to charge their phones and that somehow kills the RV and then... Yeah, it kills the battery of the RV and then they well, have plug- a... everyone plugging in their phones causes him to have to swerve off the road. Like, it's sort of implied there's a cause and effect there, but I'm not sure how that works exactly. <laughs> that is, that's fair. They're stuck. They're stuck in the middle of the Rockies. And they, uh, they're also, uh, because it's Armed Forces Day, none of the tow trucks can get them because they're in the same parade, which seems like a bad choice. They do, uh, when when Frankie is on the phone trying to get 
one of these tow trucks. Uh, she does call out that they're on um, Moffat Pass, uh, which is a uh, real place, by the way, but it is in Utah. So oh, okay. just so you know. So they're they're really like going through the Rockies here. Yeah, because because they also, you know, we don't necessarily know where the buyer is or where Greendale is. Although I think it's a suburb of Denver we've discussed. Uh, it is in the 303 area code, which is going to put it um, somewhere within the uh, the Denver region. OK, gotcha. So they would have to go for quite a while to get to Utah. Yes. Um, also, uh, Moffat Pass is uh, like just south of the corner of Wyoming. So I'm not really sure what. Uh, I'm not really sure how they ended up getting there, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, this has been Ben's Colorado and Utah corner. Just two more corners and I will have all four corners. Yeah, yeah. Colorado, We're collecting them. Utah, Arizona, New Mexico. We got to go. Boom. We got to go south. Uh, so what I'm hearing is next up, we do a Breaking Bad podcast, which takes place in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Sure. Yeah. You will not absolutely. at all hate that and not at all get depressed by all the, the you know death what? and murder in it. I've, I've heard that it's a very good comedy, so I'm ready to li- ready to watch. <laughs> I may have been told incorrectly, but who knows? We, we I'll only know until I watch it. Uh, it does have a lot of very funny moments. See exactly. Brian Cranston is I mean, you know, a comic genius. Malcolm in the Middle, Breaking Bad. It's it's just you're going down the same path. I'm ready for it. Uh huh. You're telling me Hal doesn't quit his terrible job to start making meth? Come on. I mean, it would, he would be a lot happier about it. I think it's true. He's not going to be very successful at it. I don't think no. Hal. I don't think Hal really has the chops to like do it. But he'll consider it. He'll he would watch he would watch Breaking Bad and be like, I bet I could do that. Yes. And then he would go out. He would go out and he'd buy the RV to make the meth in. Mm -hmm. And then he would uh, get caught Googling the phrase how to make meth. Right. He wouldn't he wouldn't have a person that's like, here's how you do it. It, He would be like, well, he he would ask Reese. He'd be, he'd be like, "Hey, son, I kind of want. Me, can you tell I me ki- how to cook meth?" I kind of want Malcolm in the methyl now. I really, I think I do want this. I think this could be a really interesting spinoff of b- both Breaking Bad and Malcolm in the Middle. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> um. All I'm saying is once we create a production company, we got to start selling these ideas and getting them on television. Mm -hmm. That's where Uh, the money is. He probably also asks Francis, but Francis uh, is not into that. He just just sells weed, probably. Right. Um, It it doesn't go for the stronger mm -hmm. stuff. I get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, just to clear, just so, just so I don't get people in the in the mentions being like, "Well, what about Francis?" No, Francis is just gonna sell weed to him. That's it. Okay. And it's not called Malcolm in the Pottle. That would be mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, Malcolm, Malcolm would be smart enough to make it. I bet. I bet. So he, 
he asks Reese how to do it, and then Reese has to ask Malcolm how to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's how that chain of command works. Uh, for chain the record. <laughs> Well, I think we figured out the important part of this episode of Community. <laughs> We're, we are very on task. We somehow got from Utah to Malcolm in the Methyl. So <clears throat> they <coughs> they get stuck uh, on Moffat Pass. Um, yeah. And they there are no tow trucks because, like you said, it's um, Armed Forces Day. All the tow trucks are in the parade. They do not cancel parades. No, absolutely obviously. not. You, you, you can't. You can't. You got to stay it. there tonight. We can't get you because our tow trucks are in a parade. Mm-hmm. Elroy goes to take a look at the uh, at the at the batteries. Mm-hmm. And he comes to the conclusion that there are two options. We could wait for a couple of hours and hope that the engine battery resets itself. If it doesn't, we're spending the night here. And at least we have the secondary battery to keep us warm for a few hours. No, no, no. We're not spending the night here. So what's the second option, which I am nicknaming Lil Course of Action? I rewire the secondary battery to the engine and hope it can start it. If it doesn't, we're spending a very cold night with two dead batteries. This is sort of... This kind of comes back to the... This is another... The study group kind of argues at each other all episode. episode. Yes. Because... It comes back to like Frankie's control issues because she's like, well, obviously we're going to try that because if there's a chance, we got to try it. And everyone everyone else is kind of like, I don't know, like we can just wait and like not freeze to death. And that sounds fine, mm-hmm. especially in, you know, northern Utah, especially in northern Utah. Um. It is May, and it does get uh, it does get pretty cold up in those mountains, even in it's May. It's true. So, yeah, I don't know. This episode is just kind of like a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> happening, but it's all like it's a bottle episode, right? Like it's you're talking through a lot of like anger and like mm-hmm. who who's who's at fault in the situation, and like who you know who apologizes for what. Um, you know, I, I do love. Uh, so I think you might have some thoughts. Uh, uh, ba- a little bit before then, when they're trying to call the tow truck, um, about being put if you're put on hold to hang up and call back right away. Um, I I feel like you have some thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Uh, is my thought. Um, because that's not going to get you anywhere. Um, yeah. It's it's very funny to watch Frankie and Annie though do this back and forth and call the same person and clearly it looks like, it seems like they have one line. Uh very funny. As so, as a as someone who's on uh tech support calls all day every day don't do that because uh it won't it won't really get you anywhere. Um they uh there's a funny moment where because they they kill the RV by trying to charge their phones all at once. And a hairdryer. There is a hairdryer there. Well, yeah, the hairdryer comes in here where I'm talking about because Elroy okay. goes to look at the batteries and he's like, the good news is we should have enough juice uh, even if, uh, you know, uh, because all of you realized you can't all charge your batteries and they all kind of look at each other and he's like, clearly you wouldn't do that because like, 
you all learned. And the fact the the fact that you're not all running over to unplug devices is the only thing keeping me from worrying. And then <laughs> they all this, just kind of stand there. This and then monologue he walks is over. wonderful. It's so it's a, good. It's a great monologue. I did not write any of it down because I can't I can't do it justice. No, no, absolutely um, not. Neither and of us good. Yeah. So That's Keith he goes, David special. Yeah, none of us are Keith David. If we were, we wouldn't be doing this stupid podcast. Um, <laughs> now, now, now to with check that said, Keith, Keith David, have- Keith David, if you want to come on this podcast, let us know. Um, we can talk about Taco Bell if you want. We can talk about Malcolm in the Methyl. We can talk about your performance on Community or on Mass Effect. We have had we've had multiple Mass Effect related uh, Patreon bonuses at this point. So, uh, you know, just, uh, come hang out and, and chat with us. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it does seem like he does uh rare guest appearances, um, for the Adam Carolla show, the Dan Patrick show, the darkest timeline and talk easy with Sam Fragoso. So he's, he's in the podcast game for as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. So, uh, he goes over and he he sees a uh, surge protector just overloaded with a, a tangle of phones and a hair dryer. Because because you, you, when you're out on a drive into Utah, you got to make sure you got your the perfect hair. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's that's Mormon country out there. They're gonna if you don't if you don't have perfect hair, they're gonna notice. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I guess so. If um, so he goes over and he sees this giant tangle and he realizes the lights are not turning on, and so it doesn't really matter what they choose because the battery is already super dead. So they went with the long cold night option by accident. You know, they didn't realize they were making a choice, but they were making a choice. To quote the band Rush, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. So that has nothing to do with anything except that Rush is pretty good. So I'm sure I just pissed off a lot of people by describing Rush as, quote, pretty good. Uh So I apologize. Debate us on the podcast about Rush if you if you disagree with it being pretty good. Keith David, come on the podcast and debate us about if Rush is good or not. Okay, hold um, on. Like you're you're we're, we're accidentally creating a podcast I absolutely want to listen to. Keith David yelling at us about how we're wrong about the band Rush. That sounds pretty great. I'd listen to that. Does Keith <laughs> David like the band Rush? If you get any Google results for that, I'm gonna be uh, there's not yeah there's not really uh, a a group there uh i either get something about rush why is it considered uncool to like the band rush and then uh you know then just keith david facts so no intersection okay um <clears throat> although apparently keith david does have a band called the keith david band okay i wonder if they'd play any rush covers aha he will find another way into it <laughs> I I have no additional thought. <laughs> there Fantastic. is a Keith, there is a Keith David on Spotify. I am not sure if it's the same one, but if it is, he's got forty six million streams on a song called "Friends on the Other Side" off of the Princess and the Frog soundtrack. So it might actually be Keith David. 
Good for him. You know what? Good for Keith David. Get those residuals. So uh, the the other thing I did want to call out that I found really funny is that when uh, Elroy comes in to to uh, talk about the problem as he has diagnosed it, Jeff being Jeff has to keep trying like he he pretends to know anything about how cars work. It's a very weird moment to me. Elroy comes in and he's like, battery's dead. And then uh, Jeff adds, yep, flooded. As a, like you can flood right. a battery. Yeah, I do love because he's like asking, don't be mm-hmm. or telling him, be careful to flood it. Like it's like, stop telling, you've told me five times, mm-hmm. which is very funny. But it is weird for him to kind of be like, no, I have the control in this situation. It's like, you don't, it doesn't, I don't, I've never thought you to be any knowing anything about cars, let alone. Elroy's RV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the the RV is dead. Uh, they all have to spend the night freezing on Moffat Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, that night, the dean is practicing some stand up because the crickets are chirping, which is a he, funny is a very funny bit. It is a very funny bit. He starts with a joke about Hotel Rwanda not being a date movie. And boy, howdy, that's an ill-advised joke. And from any <laughs> from any setup, I'm just like, I I mean, I get that you like, boy. I mean, he's he's specifically going for the crickets. Like the joke is he's it, like it fucking works. <laughs> Good job. It got crickets in my house, and it's was it was four o'clock. Crickets just burst into your house and just start chirping just yeah uh, yeah i'm yeah. like get out of here i'm trying to watch an episode for my podcast and then they went harder uh just be glad i don't have any cricket sounds on this soundboard oh, thank god um, i would i, I would I never understand. let go of the button um, oh never yeah yeah this podcast just deserves it but i do i do expect it'll show up in post after another brief abed flashback um they're all just like they're they're having a moment where they they're all kind of mad at each other and then do a whole apology thing, which we've seen kind of a million times at this point. It's a very, um, very good community trope, although they comes to the dean and the dean's like, I forgive you all. Uh-huh. Uh, Forgetting I he's do, the reason they're all there. Uh-huh. I do want to call out uh, specifically that Jeff says we're sorry that charging our perfectly normal cell phones destroyed your fragile RV, which is a great, terrible apology. And then Britta. Well, well like, he does. He does understand that that's a bad apology, though. He like, oh, right. I'm sorry for my apology. And then Britta is like, I have something to apologize for, too. Earlier when we hit that uh, skunk patch and ev- everyone's like, yeah, no, you were smoking weed. Uh, and she's like, I remember thinking I really pulled that one off. Yeah, because you were high. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very so good I, moment. Uh, so I really, uh, really enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, they all do their apology, uh, apologies. Annie apologizes for uh, not uh, consulting people uh, about what snacks they wanted for the road trip, which everyone points out is not like that terrible of a sin. But it's also the one sin that she has here because like. She's been nailing it otherwise, and they all yeah, agree. Yeah. But I will say, road trip snacks are important, and you really Very ought to important. consult people. Especially if you're driving all the way to, to northern Utah. Mike, what is your road trip snack of choice? 
All right. This is this is going to be difficult for me. It's been a while since I've been on a road trip. Um, you know, especially uh, one that is. Uh, 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 I'm assuming you know you you get it and then you you go. You don't stop every time you mm-hmm, go to a, mm-hmm. a gas station. I mean, you know, a pretty good one is like a trail mix that gives you some energy, mm-hmm. gives you some sweetness. Um, I'm always a huge fan of uh, you know a big old Mountain Dew. Just so much Mountain Dew. Just get just just almost drown me in that Mountain Dew to get me through this. Because sometimes you got to stay up and sometimes you got to get wired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And depending on how if it's like well we got 24 hours and we got a thousand miles to go we gotta do this or whatever numbers make sense i'm not a mathematician um actually i am and i probably should <laughs> say that <laughs> um um but yeah like okay. a trail mix is good you get you get the protein you get the uh the sweetness yeah i i you know i i'm i'm a huge fan of just like peanuts or something like that like honey roasted love those mm-hmm. um of course the peanuts uh, you know any trail mix and any peanut is kind of a an interesting choice because or a difficult choice depending on uh, uh, uh allergies in the car there's also uh sunflower seeds especially the shelled ones those are you don't want shells in your car as you're driving right, it's right. just insane uh but you also do need to like you know the uh, so you know there's there's just a lot of things you have to find the things that are shelf stable but i i I do like the peanut nut uh, seed situation okay uh yeah i'm if i'm being smart uh i go i go with the trail mix because you're Mm -hmm. right you got you got the salty you've got the sweet you've got the protein it's it's pretty perfect yeah yeah if i'm good, good one if i'm not being smart because i'm being impulsive I see that that big bag of beef jerky uh, sitting there. Oh, baby. And I get that and it just gets all the fucking beef jerky stuck in my teeth. And then I'm stuck with it until I get to the hotel for the night. And it's just the worst. But I fucking do it every time. Every single time I'll, I'll stop at a gas station and I'll be like, hey, look at that bag, big old bag of beef jerky. It's not going to get stuck in my teeth this time. It'll no, be fine. I figured out a way. I've got a I've got a new designer eating challenge to do for myself. Uh then it gets stuck in my teeth. Um but um I will say you could possibly buy uh I I've I've seen some convenience stores that also have like a a small like toiletry section where you could maybe buy uh floss or flossers. That could work. I don't want to be flossing while driving. I mean, sometimes so, the flossers are single-handed, though. So, you know. Th- I don't want to be flossing while driving. You hit a speed okay. bump. Or a uh, speed bump. You hit, you hit like, a pothole or something while you're flossing. Oh, yeah. That's fair. That's yeah, a, a nightmare. That's, I just, that's, I just a, unwittingly unleashed nightmare fuel on, like, four of our listeners right now. That's You know what? You've got a good point. I definitely wouldn't want to go see an emergency dentist after a road trip. And then usually, usually as far as a drink goes, I just grab like a Gatorade because like hydration is Gatorade's uh, probably a better choice so, than Mountain Dew. Yep. But sometimes you need the caffeine to keep you up. So yeah, and then uh, they do all this apologizing, and then the dean is like you said, he's like, "I forgive you," and they all get very mad at the dean because the dean is the reason why they're here. He's yeah. the idiot who bought the giant fiberglass hand uh, to display on the quad. Um, for ridiculous reasons. Yeah. Uh, so they are all doing this because of him. And 
they, uh, Annie literally says, you have no sense of accountability. You're like a child. And he specifically declares he's an adult and you can't make me not cry because they accuse him. He's just going to do the thing he always does, which is crying and they all forgive him. And also he does say, I'm a bad Dean. Is that what you wanted to hear? It's like, no, you always say that. Um, so the Dean runs off and they're just like, whatever. I don't fucking care about the Dean. He's the reason we're stuck here. Um, the only person who actually seems to care is Abed. Abed mm-hmm. goes up to uh, see the Dean. He's sitting up on the giant hand uh, leashed to this RV. It's such a wonderfully funny shot to for, for to see the Dean sitting in the palm of the hand. It's it. There's just something very comical to me about like kind of like he the dean as a character has always kind of needed like this like comfort for me of like i need to be held by somebody bigger than me and what logical way to get there but a giant hand cupping around this man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh they have a little chat and then abed is like um he he points out that they're structurally structurally overdue for a disaster, and it is that it is at that point that one of the straps holding this giant hand that they are sitting on breaks. Yeah, um, and then they go. They Abed's like flashback with me. We can solve this, and that's when they get the idea to try to suggest uh, more uh, uh, b- bigger straps, thicker straps, um, and then they flash back to the moment they're in, and it's like. You can't do anything in those. And then the other strap breaks. <laughs> you are skipping over the fact that they do a thicker straps dance. Oh, yes. <laughs> in I the did, flashback. I did, <laughs> I did jump past the dance. That is, you're, you are right there. Because Abed recommends the thicker straps. And then they go like, thicker straps, thicker straps. And they do like a whole dance. <laughs> Extra thick straps. Extra thick straps. Extra thick straps. Extra thick straps. There, that should do it. What, what should do it? We made sure the straps were extra thick, remember? No, I don't remember because it didn't happen. You didn't? Also, I believe the Dean tases Jeff with a tase gun? Yes, that happens. That In the flashback. That in is the flashback a fake flashback. Only, because uh-huh. all of these flashbacks are fake flashbacks, except for probably the first one where he I, actually... I imagine the first one's a real one. The, and, and anything afterwards is an absolute fabrication. Uh-huh. Uh, so they do the extra this thick. entire show isn't an, isn't a full fabrication because it's a, a scripted television mm-hmm. show. Uh, so they do the extra thick straps dance, uh, <laughs> but it doesn't do anything. The hand falls off. Everyone comes out and they are all just super worried. They lift this giant hand off of because they think it's crushing the Dean. Right. And they lift it up and the Dean's not even under there. He just runs back into the RV, locks the door, hmm. and then uh, I, I want to make sure we don't skip over right before the ad break. Oh, if you're if you're going to talk about Britta <laughs> and Jeff, uh-huh. oh, I have Britta, a note. Because <laughs> Britta is like, well, because they're all like, oh, well, I guess we're out here for the night. And Britta's like, I call the hand. The fiberglass will keep me warm. And she wiggles into <laughs> the hand. And Jeff is just like, 
what's wrong with me if this is hot? <laughs> and the the delivery of everything and the face that that Britta is making as she's like snuggling into this hand is delightful and made me cackle. It's such a wonderful moment that I I I'm so glad you caught it too. I'm so glad we were on the same page because it is it is possibly the funniest moment in the show for me. <laughs> It's so good. Uh huh. I mean, I I just like Jeff being like, "What's wrong with me if that's hot?" Because like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I'm not, you, I'm not here luck. to kink shame I, you know, anyone, but like, I don't know. I don't know what that says, man. Like, I really don't. We don't. We don't live in a land of giants, unfortunately. They uh, attempt to try to make up with the dean, but they're not very good at it. Britta's literally like, we're sorry and we love you. <laughs> I guess he does call call Britta out on the question mark. And then Annie does it like, we love you and we forgive you. And it's like, very good, Annie. Very much of a sociopath. It's just very funny. Uh, 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 Elroy does go around to the other side to see if he's locked the other door. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I realize that it's not super helpful for me to say that out loud. But I, I do think out loud. And then he comes back with an idea for hiking boots with a compass in the toe. Not a, not the worst idea I've ever heard. But then they're like, just go. Um, so on most of the, from a good amount of the rest of the episode, he's on the other side of the of of the RV, and we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, because it's very. There's some very important dialogue coming. Um, but the the way they resolve this is Abed is so stuck going back in his flashbacks and he's like, it's, it's oversaturating everything. And Frankie, you know, Jeff is like, I don't know how to get to him. And Frankie's like, I got this. Jeff literally slaps him. That's true. That is there. Yeah. He also says, I don't know how you do get something out of him if you don't abuse him, which is a. It's fucking it, wild thing to say. It's a it's a loaded line, dude. Holy hell. Yeah. God damn. Uh so yeah, Frankie's just like, "Okay, so you've been flashing bra- back, but what you're do what you actually need what to do is flash forward to where this is all solved and you're flash back to fig- help us figure this out." And so he flashes forward into what looks like post-apocalyptic where they're standing. Uh-huh. Um, with just the two of them, Elder Abed it's and 30 Elder. standard galactic time units later. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, Elder, or I think it's just Elder Abed and Elder Frankie or something mm-hmm. like that, or Great Elder or something like that. And they're talking about this. And then Elder Britta comes in and is just like off the tone entirely. Uh huh. So sad what happened here all those centons ago. So sad. So preventable. Space Elder Abed, can you reach backward with your mind and save our species? I can. I'm Space Elder Britta. What are you guys talking about? I don't, I, it's it, it's just like, well, we're going to shit on Britta a little bit more. <laughs> She does at one point say that uh, something got Britted, and she's like, that's right. I say it, too. Um, so. <laughs> so, yeah, with, with basically all what of- Britta does in this episode is get high. Uh, yeah, so, you is, know, you know what? Get, get a- high and curl right. into a giant hand. 
That's it. You know what? That sounds like a pretty great yeah. evening, if I'm going to be Honestly, honest. Honestly, it sounds like a good one. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, oh, man, it's Friday night. What you doing? Oh, I'm going to go home, get high, curl into a giant hand. Like, that sounds that sounds great. I, I would be like, you know what? You know what? Oh, I'm going to say yeah, it. yeah, dude. I'm going to say it. That fucking rips. <laughs> he said it, everyone. Drop the balloons. Really poor choice of words, Ben. <laughs> Every time Allison just sits in the corner and yet at, at perfect times. Um, so, yeah, like and then Abed comes back from that kind of future 30 galactic time units in the future to the current time and gives a meaningful speech. It's not and it's not just like a winger speech that he has, mm-hmm. you know, because he's done a winger speech approximation. But this is actually more of a feels like more of an Abed speech to me. Um, and the Dean is, you know, he, he understands and he comes out. Um, and so they can all get back in the RV and stay warm. Uh, and Elroy comes around and tells them, it's like, oh, he locked the other. Oh, but he's out now. Um, and he was around there for a while so that he gets asked about it. It's like, I cert- I can't lie and tell you I didn't shit over there. Yep. <clears throat> yep. He's He's just like, well, I'd be lying if I said I didn't poop. And Annie says, could you lie then? He's like, yeah, <laughs> I could. I could. So, you know, <laughs> and then they good go times. Back in the RV. Hey man, when you got to go, you got to go. I like, know. It but it but w- with the way that the the RV he basically just take a shit on the road. <laughs> or wh- up the where hill. else where else are you going to where else are you going to poop, dude? I like, guess I guess if if you if you got to if you <laughs> you gotta take a poop and you can't do it in your rv you gotta do it somewhere Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so uh then we we cut to three days later everyone's having a grand old time back in the study room yep they made Uh, it back they made it back chang chang shows up and he's just covered in feathers and uh he starts telling a story we don't get any real explanation because it fades out to a shot of uh the giant hand back on campus because we did we skipped over the whole bit where uh the dean says actually he wants the hand he doesn't want to yeah, sell yeah. it he d- he it was always frankie i frankie's idea to, to sell the hand and you can kind of get that feeling based off of all the different flashbacks where mm-hmm. it was the dean because he's always sitting there in the vote like wrap uh his arms folded and just like not having a good time because mm-hmm. he wants that he wants that giant hand and now the hand has uh one of those uh uh bands around the the wrist and it just says yeah. keep a loose grip which it, it ties back <laughs> it ties back to what abed said um yes but also the hand the hand looks like it is um trying to do something sexual mm-hmm. uh Yes. And and I'll and I'll and I'll leave it at that. Um Please, I mean, we we did go deep into the butt flag. So, but so this one we're just going to leave tasteful. Uh sure. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the uh maybe <laughs> the wildest bu- community it's tag. A, it is a pretty wild tag that ever exists. The guy who got who bought the giant hand off of eBay is calling the dean 
And he's like, hey, um, you know, just want to make sure you got the right address. You know, we're we're kind of at the end of a road. Like the driveway is really long. People just people just kind of think that like it's just more of the road, but like that's the driveway. Just just drive up. You know, it's it's like uh, you just didn't meet the scheduled time we had. So, you know, call me. Um, and then his wife comes in. Yeah. And they have this I, whole I, fight I, about like, why do you keep buying giant versions of normal sized things? Uh, it turns out that <laughs> God, he had bought a giant kite for his son who then disappeared. Very, very important that he disappeared. It's not dead. Disappeared. He's, he's not dead he's, because the body was never found and therefore is still up there. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and this is when the dad is like, yeah, I just, I needed a, a bigger hand to catch him or whatever. And, and the wife is like, Oh. Oh, really? Well, you know, I'm going to go go for a walk and then I'm going to divorce you eventually. He's also got a giant wristwatch. Oh, just yes. sitting because on the he couch thought it would look cool because he thought it would look cool on the giant hand. Yeah. Um, and uh, I do want to point out that it's played by Matt Besser and Danielle Schneider. It's very good, especially because Matt Besser is such an improv like almost legend he teaches it a lot in LA and it very much feels so much like a okay so we've got this prop and it's a giant it's a giant we you wanted to buy a giant hand you've got a giant watch you're having an argument go like it feels very much like an improv mm-hmm. that they just kind of filmed yeah it i mean it's buck wild it's 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 real wild um because, yeah, his his wife is just like, you know, that's uh, why do you continue to buy giant versions of normal things? That's why her son died. He's like, no, disappeared. They never found his body, which means he's still up there somewhere looking for a better daddy with a bigger hand. I'm like, that's a wild sentence. Um. <coughs> It really is. It's such a wild thing to have been said on a show. Yeah, you remember you remember uh all the way back in season one when the tag was just like Troy and Abed doing a, a Spanish rap about Donde esta la biblioteca. Yeah. And now and now the tag is just <laughs> like our son died because I bought a I bought him a giant kite and now I need to buy a giant hand to to catch him. And also, I bought a giant wristwatch to go on that because hand. it looked cool. Because it looked cool. Uh, oh, we've come man. a long way. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, we've come, we a, we've sure come a long have. way from the humble beginnings of Donde Esta la Biblioteca <laughs> when this show um, was still about uh, going to class. When, when this show was still about going to class, that's right. It did start out at, uh, at about a school. And yeah. not giant hands being transported through the mountains of Colorado uh, to sell to some guy on eBay who uh, needs it to fulfill <laughs> some trauma response about his son disappearing uh, on a giant kite. So that, Mike, 
is the episode. <laughs> yep. It is such a weird moment to leave on too. It it really is. It's um, like I it's a it's a very funny scene and it's so wild and it's such a wild thing to leave on. Wow. Yeah, I mean that that's really weird because like the traditionally the tags were just like, hey, get you know, the 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 study groups up to random other random shit while yeah. while you're not watching. Like they have adventures. It's like Troy and Abed being all all buddies yeah, and yeah. things, and it's fun. Like they're having fun when you're not watching. Like that's kind of the point of the tag, in yeah, my like in a, my opinion. Like a weird, a weird, goofy little gag that doesn't really fit in the story, and mm-hmm. just like throw it in there because Troy and Abed were doing, you know, the actors that were doing Troy and Abed were doing improv, and no, this is funny. Let's do this. And now it's like we need to get famous guest stars to show up and deliver lines only, about only in the last two minutes. There's the last two minutes. Deliver lines about his son and why he needs this giant hand. Um, I will say the dedication to giving those lines very like you're you're acting your ass off. I would not be able to get through any of those lines without busting up laughing. Oh, uh, absolutely it would be impossible. Not. Oh, no way. I can't get through this podcast without laughing at myself. Mike, that is the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for. Great. You know, I think this episode is, you know, clearly it's like a bottle episode. It does, you know, it focuses on all these, uh, on these, these uh, interactions between these characters. Um, and it feels, it doesn't feel as though, you know, like we kind of discussed it right a little bit of Annie only did this thing, which was before this trip even started, Britta just got high and got into a hand. And so like, not everybody has the same stakes in it, uh, except for the fact uh, the, 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 the same cause, I suppose, or the same blame to take in this situation where it is, we are all now possibly going to freeze to death. Who knows? <laughs> uh huh. Um, because of the Dean buying this giant hand, Frankie selling it and deciding that the best choice is to put it on top of Elroy's RV. Like I, I get that there's like, you know, inadequate like reactions to this. It does though make me make it feel very off balance almost. Cause you know, Abed, the only, the worst thing that Abed does the entire time is like just trying to flash back as hard as he can which at some point, some of the face and like straining mm-hmm, makes me mm-hmm. me worried about what's going on because that because I I I've seen some straining in my time and that's not what you're doing when you try to strain. So yeah, I it's and and, and the uh, I know we just talked about the intag. The intag is buck wild and like <laughs> like I don't even know uh-huh. how to react to it. It's it's fine. It's it, it, it like we I think the the lasting thing of this this episode is the image of a giant hand on on an rv because it's so mm-hmm. wildly different to anything else that happens in green in community whatsoever mm-hmm. and i think you know you know that that's iconic but at the same time the, sh- the episode doesn't really fit how like it's it's not as quality as that image is <laughs> which is a little sad because i think you know there there there's definitely something there but i don't i it, it just doesn't quite kind of come together. Um, not even that it needs to have multiple uh, threads to this, but I think it's because my my thought is that 
you know, like everybody plugs in their phone and it's based off of Jeff's reaction of like, oh, let's be prepared rather than, you know, you know, having an issue with the the RV and that, you know, the comedy of that causing the issue. I, I, I just I, I feel like because it's so weighted poorly of who has who has caught like I feel like when we were talking about co- cooperative calligraphy, the pin episode, mm-hmm. everybody had pretty much the same stakes and pretty much the same guilt because none of them did right because obviously the pin was taken by uh, Annie's boobs the the monkey not her actual mm-hmm. boobs mm-hmm. <clears throat> whereas this one like there are fingers to point and you can't just say it's a ghost or whatever and i feel I like i mean you could but you know i just like I mean, saying things are ghosts so well that's fair as well so yeah i just it, it feels imbalanced because you have uh, kind of imbalanced uh, interactions in the episode and unbalanced like blame to be put. It's more real, I think, because of that, because usually not everybody has an equal amount of blame. There's clearly people that cause this more than others. But I don't know. It, 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 the When the funniest bit is like the director choosing not to do a flashback or the writer deciding not to do a flashback, even though a character really wants it to, I feel like even though that's meta and fits within community, I feel like there's something wrong there. Um, but yes, it, uh, it it's hard to argue that this is not an iconic image of the hand on the RV. And I think that's, that's going to last, but the episode doesn't fit it. Um, so I guess I'm going to give it a C it's, it it's, you know, it's it's enjoyable. It's certainly not like terrible. I, I mm-hmm. but it's not like one that ha- even has anything that sticks in the brain other than that image to me. So it's just kind of there. Um, okay, and it and it doesn't it doesn't really work for me. Okay, um, so it's a thing that I've talked about um on this podcast on our previous podcast. Uh, traditional American television has long been you have. Uh, 20 something episodes a season. You try to squeeze as many seasons as you can out of it. Sure. Uh, in general, more is considered better. Um, and then we had a, a sort of shift to things being shorter seasons, actually, you know, specifically having, uh, you know, a, a wrap up, um, to the, the series. Um, sure. and I feel like episodes like this are kind of, uh as as a good example of like every show kind of has a shelf life because other than the fact that the premise is them doing this road trip with a giant hand strapped to the top of an RV we're not really treading any new ground here abed's right. doing his his meta stuff He's he's doing flashbacks. And yeah, it's a slightly different take on it, but it's still Abed's being all meta and Jeff's getting mad about it. Uh, the, the group gets all mad at each other because some tension has forced them to be in a bottle episode. OK, cool. And yeah, and this it's a slightly different take because it's pretty much the Dean's fault. Um, right. A little bit of Elroy's fault for not topping off the tank. But like. Mostly it's like the Dean, the Dean did bought a giant hand for some reason. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) And so, which is, 
it's also a very funny premise, but then- it's a very fu- it's a very funny premise. But it leads to a bottle episode of them all getting mad at each other and they all make up. And it's like when a series sort of starts to run out of steam, it it becomes a little obvious because it it, it is. It's a lot of like, you know, retreading the same ground. It's kind of trying weird things to see if it works. Like this episode is a really good example to me that like six seasons was plenty like yeah it's it's time to wrap this bad boy up because traditionally like sitcoms you know you you again you you try to squeeze as much out of it you want as much as you can uh fraser had fucking 11 seasons like king of the hell had 13 seasons the simpsons will literally never die right which Um, is why we're doing our next podcast on the simpsons we will be foraging the wastes for Taco <laughs> Bell and whatever, and the Simpsons will still be on TV somehow. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, traditionally, like, you, you just, you want more and more and more. But I do think shows kind of do run their course. And I think this episode is a great example of, like, it's not a bad episode. I do not think it's a bad episode. Sure. It's the jokes in it are funny. I overall enjoy it. But like when I watch this episode, I'm like, there's only a couple of episodes left and that's for the best. Like, right. Sure. um, And, you know, we'll get to it when we get to the last episode. Community did get to kind of end on its own terms, which was great um, because we've had a lot of seasons where like if that was the last episode ever, uh, that sucks. Um, Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But it is like and, you know, see, community always had that six seasons in a movie thing where like six seasons was like the prophecy. And so, you know, it's great that they got to fulfill that prophecy. But I'm like, yeah, no season six. Like, that's great. Yeah, I'm actually kind of glad they don't have a season seven because like. It's episodes like this where I'm like. Yeah, it's time it's it's time to bow out gracefully. You guys did it. Right. So, um I would agree it's a C. Um uh because, you know, like I said it's funny, but it's 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 not doing really much new other than a giant hand as the uh catalyst for the episode. Yeah. So I'd almost call it a MacGuffin. <laughs> the catalyst MacGuffin. Um <laughs> so but we want to know what you think about this episode about giant hands about watching women crawl into giant hands and if it's hot um please let us know um we want to know if you would watch malcolm in the methyl um <laughs> i know i'm now just laughing my own joke but i was not, i had forgotten that i had said that and it's very good uh we want to know uh it what you would do with a giant hand would you put a giant wristwatch on it yeah i i i I don't have ideas i i honestly i would i'm now now that i'm looking up giant hands i gotta have ideas because now i'm looking them up i'm in the moment what is your road trip snack of choice we want to know all these things and more you can tweet at us on failing website twitter at good greendale you can find us on the internet at good morning greendale 
com. You can send us an email uh, through the forum there, and uh, you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Yes, indeed. Uh, we put some really unhinged uh, Patreon bonuses there, uh, but even if you don't uh, support us there, we appreciate you supporting us by listening to the episode or co- uh, you know commenting and, or sending us letters. We really love hearing from you, so... Uh, ho- you know, and putting a smile on your face, hopefully, uh, unless you have a giant hand, and then you you've got all the smiles you need. I think. I mean, not if they're trying to get their child back. Well, no, um, but that's a di- because if you have the giant hand, you do get your child back. And think about the smiles you've got I, there. I, I, you don't I need don't additional smiles from me. I don't think it works. I do, like he, he I thinks do it's, think mm, it works. Okay, I, I I have no evidence to indicate that it will not work that way. And until next time, (laughs) when we're coming back to talk about uh, another episode of Community, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I don't give a fuck. His name was Mike. (laughs) I like how you waited the entire show to drop that one in because you were like, I got to get I got to get this one. And then you finally got it. After the failure of not having it on my soundboard last week, it's on my soundboard now. But also, there was not an organic way for it to come up. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I I wish wish you luck. luck.